and we are here the main event. Roy the Rebel Wills, and I'd probably be a bit rude if I didn't give Sire a shout out. Welcome to Striker Chat, bringing you the story and characters of Australian Muay Thai with your hosts, Nakmoy, Roy the Rebel Wills, and not so Nakmoy, Old Man Bundy. Welcome to episode 23 of the Striker Chat Podcast. In today's episode, we have WA Muay Thai royalty, Darren the Riddler Reese. We get to know the man behind one of the most active gyms in the country. We find out his Muay Thai journey, his gym halcyon days of Perth Muay Thai, that's the 90s, and what he likes outside of Muay Thai. Let's get into it. G'day, Darren. How are you, mate? How are you going? Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for having me. Us, me and uh, yeah. Roy. Yeah, it's, uh, I've been here a couple of times. Your and, gym? Uh, yeah. But I've, I've never been in this chill room in the back here. Yeah. It's it, mate. It's Usually great. for weigh-ins. Oh, is this yeah, where you no. have your weigh-ins, is it? Or just for, for Epic, we used to have them here at the gym, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into Epic. I've got, a, I've got a couple of questions about Epic. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it's a good setup. It's the first time I've ever been to the gym. It's a, quite a large gym. You've got the Muay Thai in one, one area, and then uh, you, you, you're coming closer to where we are. You've got the BJJ, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So... Yep. Is that how you've got Muay Thai and Jiu-Jitsu or anything else in there? Yeah, you've and in the in the night times, like on this side, this is kind of like the beginners area. Yeah, okay. Over, over this side. Yeah, mate. Uh, and so we'll have BJJ. They they have a couple of classes a night. We have the beginners classes. We have like uh, five thirty and six thirty. Yeah. And then over the other side, we have the daytime classes. Yeah, I see. That early afternoon, we have like four thirty class. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our intermediates, and then that follows on into fighters. Jeez, Plus, so we've got our strength and conditioning oh, area. Right. So very busy, busy. busy. very busy yeah, gym. Some, most of the time, we have three or four classes on at once. And uh, I must remark, it's a very clean gym, right? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, very big <laughs> it, on that. Big it on that. And normally, when I come into a Muay Thai gym, it smells like foot odor and bo and then <laughs> fights. And yeah. <laughs> How do you go with Because uh, I know, like, our gym gets cleaned every week, as I guess most big gyms. Do you guys still get, um, you know, like, kind of? I remember back in the day, and it was like staff would go through some. Yeah. Gyms and that. yeah. Do you guys still get that? Any of that, or is it? Yeah, we we actually had a had a little bit of that in the fight team, just only about. A month ago, yeah, okay. oh geez, um, yeah. it's just one of those things. Once someone's get yeah. gets it, yeah. yeah, um, and like the the case that we had seemed to be in everyone's hairline, oh, so okay. no oh. no one no one knew they had it yeah. until they went and got a haircut. Oh shit, yeah, and okay. And then I'd get this photo with a load of spots in the hair, you know, oh, no. they've just clinched and worked with like six different people the <laughs> night before. So is that bad for the, I mean, does it, does, does it go for the gym at the time? Like no, the, not, just, not at all. Cause a lot of the, a lot of the groups don't, don't mix. Oh, the fighters good. are with the fighters. Yeah. So you, you'll get it, go through your fight team, but we've, you know, we, there's not really any mi- physical mixing of fighters with intermediates yeah, or yeah. with with beginners and stuff like oh, that. No. So, do you find um, um, do you find the fighters like cop most of it? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. same with us. And I don't. I wonder why that is. It's not look, I, I, I think personally because it stays in your body for a long time, and I reckon it for for us in Muay Thai, it's come from traveling and being in yeah. Thailand yeah. Like so many yeah. people bring it back from yeah. Thailand and then it stays in your system for such a long time that when you get run down it comes it back yeah. up comes again. back up and someone gets a flare up of it well, that, and then yeah. it's you know it spreads so easily but you know we all we were lucky enough to uh contain that within the space of a few weeks but it was a it was a pretty few weird weeks yeah. uh, some pretty quiet <laughs> some pretty quiet nights yeah, <laughs> for yeah. the fight team well yeah. as we do in this podcast we digress we move around we take we go on tangents but let's get let's pull it back let's pull it back let's get to know about you darren True. um tell us about yourself man where'd you grow up um the I beginnings of yeah well, i grew up sort of around the Bayswater, Maylands kind of area. Okay, uh, so special sh- yeah, yeah, I shifted around a little bit. My dad, when my mum and dad were together, my dad had a few different jobs and he joined the Air Force at uh, one okay. stage. So we yeah. went out to went out to Bullsbrook. I did uh, did a fair bit of my primary school that out was in Bullsbrook. Yeah, yeah, the, the RAF base, base there. there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we shifted back down to the city uh, my mum and dad broke up and uh, I went to John Forrest Senior High School in Morley in Morley yeah yep. yeah Yep, so I did did my high school there. John Forrest was our first uh, first governor. And I was uh, like, that <laughs> name rings a bell. He's, uh, it was one of the fir- one, of, one of the first premiers of uh, of uh, of West Australia, and uh, that's another podcast in itself. <laughs> he didn't want well, <laughs> 1901. He didn't want to become in the federation. That's where. Anyway, we digress as always. Oh yeah. So um, what you um, you play sport back then? Yeah, I've been into sport my whole life. Yeah. So. Uh, I started very early on with um, swimming. Yeah, I, I yeah. was a swim, I had swimming in my family. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I started swimming from a very early age. I think I swam like competitively from about seven to seventeen. Okay. Um, That's I w- crazy. You would have been so fit. So fit. Yeah. I was so fit when I, tr- I, I tried first to started fighting. I tried to supplement uh, a bit of swimming in with some of my training, and actually found that it was too much. Yep. Like. Adding just a day of swimming in a week was like too much because the swimming made me more exhausted than the Muay Thai. It's <laughs> grueling on it's grueling on the shoulders, especially yeah. when you don't have that conditioning. You know, yeah. if you're not a strong swimmer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for for years, it, probably my whole career actually, it, it served me well. Well, you got the, you got the big levers, and you know you got yeah. you got the, the perfect swimming body. Yeah. You know, all the big fucking yeah. arms and big hands, <laughs> big feet, <laughs> get you through that water. And that, but um, did what about team sport? Did you did you yeah, involve yourself I did, in team sport? I did the usual things in um in school. Played a little bit of cricket, but I start also started young in soccer. I think I was about eight. Yeah. Um, and I played that until I was about. Oh, I reckon actually maybe about seven till I was about ten, and then I switched over to Aussie Rules. Yeah, and then I played that for for a few years. Yeah, um, and then sort of my swimming got too serious, you know, as a as a teenager. Yeah, um, I was in a few state teams and stuff like that. Oh, what, uh, football? Went, went to soccer, the, went soccer. to the uh, no, no for swimming. Swimming, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Th- you know, swimming requires a lot of lot of training, morning training sessions after 
um, uh, sorry, it? morning training sessions before school, and then after, after school. So always, how many hours a week always, was, it, was a young fella like that? Oh, I can't even remember. It was like fucking hours, but it was most it? days. It was two sessions a day. What's a, there's an old saying. There's a there's a swimmer saying when um they training is got following the black line or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's something like that. So you're just continuously just looking at that black line on the, yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the pool, just bang and yep. just getting your, getting the arms over. Yeah. Um, and um, competition was that like um because I know. Did you, you did you do do, uh, do a lot of swimming at the beach as well? Was that kind of the training, or was it ma- mainly nah, in, in the, the pools? Pool, yeah, yeah, following the black line. Mm. Following, yeah. the black line. following the Go, black yeah. line. Following the black line. I don't know where I heard that from. I think it might have been a, um, a documentary I was watching. Anyway, so um, let's get into your oh no, first off, mate. I want to yep. find out. Yep. The name Riddler. Yep. I mean, I know what the the, the Riddler. The Riddler was from wasn't the Riddler from Batman as well. Yep. The Batman villain, hey? Yeah, it was a Batman villain. Yep. So you had the joke and the Riddler. Riddler was the, like the question mark. He was the green guy. Mm-hmm. So how did you get Riddler? The name came from Michael Chiavello, Michael. who's named lots of people. Oh, um, the, the, didn't he? Wasn't his expression the, the big caboose? Yeah, the voice. The voice. The voice of Australian. So, but yeah, he's he's given lots of people their names. Yeah, because you know, he was obviously on. Uh, used to commentate Foxtel. You know, Fox Sports, That's all, all the fights. Nuggets. Was so it Nuggets promotion that on the Fox? Uh, Evolution. Evolution, that was, yeah. That was yeah. One, of them. Yeah. one of them. He did a lot of shows, like him and Hammer used to yep. commentate like a lot of shows. Because he's um, a bit, he's a, he is actually a legend of um, of our sport, isn't he? Mm. I mean, th- th- as a commentator, yeah. even like Joe Rogan even talks about him. Yeah. Joe Rogan like gives him big, big, uh, as they yep. say, well, as Ma- the kids say this Yeah, Michael Chabello is now commentating on one okay, championship. Yeah. So oh, nice. still, in the, still doing the same thing, just on a... Uh, Bigger, bigger scale now. Yeah, yeah. Before that, he was in America. Yeah. So, so, so did uh, did, uh, did you have the Riddler? Did you did you, did he just come up with that name? Because he just <laughs> come up with it, r- sort of like rhyming with my surname Riddler Reese. And R- yeah, uh, I think at that stage, the first time he saw me was uh, I, I fought in Melbourne, um, and I was living or just come back from Thailand. Okay, yeah, and I had some. Uh, I had some Muay Thai shorts made up, as you do when you live in Thailand. Yeah, you get, yeah. You get a new fresh pair of shorts made up for every fight that you had. And uh, I was fighting Barish Nezif, who was already a world champion yeah. in Melbourne at that stage. Um, so sort of nobody knew who I was. Everyone knew who he was. And I had these shorts made up with question marks all ah. over it. So you were I the th- villain. Mm. You, were the, I thought you were going over there as the villain. <laughs> did you ever have a question mark kick? One of those. No, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> with the back then. No. With the back then. <laughs> oh wow, man! So that's cool. I didn't dude. know that. Oh, that's not no, That's a yeah. fucking cool story. I like that. Michael Chavello as well, man. He's a great name. He's a legend and, and giving yeah. you a great name. Um, we'll go into your Muay Thai journey, but before yep. that, mate, after the break, that's <laughs> we we get to uh, find out about Darren's Muay Thai journey. And welcome back. Muay Thai journey. Muay Thai journey. Muay, your Muay Thai journey. How did it all begin? It began like most guys um, for self-defense. 
getting yeah. into self-defense training and my years and years of competitive sport, the competitive side just took over. Yeah. Um, I think you know, I was obviously interested in martial arts for a long time, like most teenagers. Yeah. Um, you know, watching Kickboxer and uh, Jackie yeah. Chan and Bruce Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but I was, you know, obviously heavily into my swimming and then from swimming I went into, into triathlons and I did that oh, wow. really, really heavily for a while. Um, We're talking 1980s here? Yeah, we are talking, uh, so I started, yes, 1989 was when I started training okay, in martial yeah. arts. Yeah. Um, so how old would you have been then... Eight, teenager yeah 17 transitioning yeah. to 18 yeah, 19 yeah. doing doing triathlons and i started uh training in was actually zendo kai that i started okay. started with yeah uh, with sean allen yeah i uh, was one of his very early early students um only only a couple of us training uh, pe- yeah all people who are still training and in, in the in the in the martial arts, the the names that were with him back then, yeah. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the beauty. Of, so Zendokai means the best of everything in progression. Yeah, okay. Uh, and progression, so like that word. a lot of uh, a lot of our training was he was actually fighting. Yeah, it was it was mod Thai rules back then. Um, mod the, Thai, the BJC, the Bob Jones Corporation. Oh yeah, but had, mate, we've had, had bought Muay Thai, had bought Muay Thai into Australia. Yeah, and, um, he was actually the state champion. So a lot of our training was geared towards allowing him to train in the classes. Oh, so we were, you know, we were doing, we'd do lots of circuits and lots of lots of striking, a lot less carter and yeah. self. You know, uh, self defense, yeah, 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 and more actual physical. Like I think I actually sparred in my first training session with the the old with the old foam shinnies and twelve ounce twelve ounce gloves and no mouth guard and stuff like that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm still feeling like that. I can't remember. I can't remember the uh, how I actually went those those early sessions like that but i know that i did have my nose broken oh, four times before i had my first fight that's part and parcel <laughs> yeah, of becoming a fighter, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it would have prepared you well i guess for that first fight yeah throwing you in the deep end a little bit yeah you probably got into your first fight and was like oh, this ain't that bad i spot harder than this my actual first fight was my uh one of my training partners he was fighting who'd had about maybe four or five fights it was match to fight for the state title and he pulled out so i went yep i'll have a go because uh i'd already (laughs) i'd already uh you know i'd already been training a couple of years done a lot of tournaments uh the semi-contact tournaments were very popular back then that's what really spurred my interest in it i did a few of those and this is in perth all in Perth. yeah yeah? this is all in perth yep Um, but i'd already done a trip to thailand so yeah um well let's digress let's just just pull it back there yep i mean well i know you from the 90s you know i remember being around that's when I started watching Muay Thai here in Perth, BJC Corp, the BJC um, shows and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I've seen you fight. Oh, I'm not sure where I've seen you fight, but I, I know your name from back then. Pon Mardi. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a massive name in, in, in Perth Muay Thai, mm. especially back in the... He was doing shows back then, was he? And is that your connection yes. with, with the th- your Thailand? and d- Yeah, can we just chat about that? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah. Pon, that was when Pon just started coming out to Australia. I think he actually started his gym in Perth 1989, so the time that I started. So by then he was starting to get set up. He was starting to 
starting to occasionally do mm. shows. Yeah, okay. And he al- always had ties over with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he put some um, awesome shows back on, uh, back in the day. Yeah, back, back in the, the, back back in the, the early day. days, yeah. back when like BJC were doing the shows at Sandringham Hotel outdoors and stuff like that, like we were talking about <laughs> we the other night. The other night, yeah. Let's, yeah. Oh, mate, yeah, well, they, they were great shows. Yeah, mate. they were. They were awesome yeah, shows. I had, but my, I had my second second fight there. I'm out, sorry, I'm sorry I seen you fight there. Blair was fighting there at, at the time. Yep. And um, I remember laughing at Blair's opponent and he fucking looked at me <laughs> and I went, oh, I better not laugh at these fighters anymore. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed at him, but yeah. And your time in Thailand. So the, the connection that you had with Pond, did he yep. take you to, t- did he, was it? Okay, so so what happened was I had my, my first couple of fights, um, k- taking it back a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. My, my first instructor, Sean Allen, um, he was more focused on, he didn't want to train fighters, so I had my first fight for him. You know, we did a lot of circuit circuit training and a little bit of sparring, and he occasionally, you know, held some pads for me and stuff yeah. like that. Had my first fight for him, and I said, you know, I want I want to do more of this. Um, it was a state title fight, by the way. I I, uh, I stepped in for my training partner that I um, pulled out. Uh, he he pulled out of his fight, so I went, yep. I'll jump in and had a go. How'd you go? So uh, I got stopped, I think, in about the fourth round. Yeah. Um, it was by, it was, I fought with a guy called Vance Jones, who was Mark Jones's son. Oh, Mark Jones. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, and he was the state champion already. I think he was about seven or eight fights. Yeah. Um, and it was my, my first fight. So I weathered the storm till about the fourth round. I, I can't remember what stopped me, but. What was it? What were they being? I remember being sore from head to toe. Every joint in my body <laughs> hurt. I reckon after that first fight. Oh uh, man! Yeah, I mean, pretty crazy. Like thinking of what it was like back then. Yeah, compared no, to what it is now. No you know? padding requirements. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing like that. Just yeah, gloves rest. on. Get it in. The, it was the wild west back then. Yep. So what was it back then? Was it was it five by threes or? Uh it would have been. It would. I know it was no elbows. It was mod mod tie mod, days mod tie, back yeah. then. They were just bringing in the clinch and the you know they'd board in the low kicks and stuff like that from mm. going, B, BJC going to Thailand. Um, so yeah, there were no elbows. So it would have been for a state title. It would have been five twos, five by two. Oh, okay, five by yeah. two. Yeah. So then after yeah. after that fight and wanting to have more, you know, I spoke to um, my trainer Sean and he said, look, you know, I don't really want to be training fighters so i'm gonna recommend that you go down go down to mark jones who was a a fight a fight gym specialist back then yeah um and so i i had had a number of a number of fights down there um got thrown into a few um wasn't that wasn't that the way back then as well a little (laughs) bit of a falling out you could say because i didn't want to take one fight i'd just coming out of i was just coming out of having my hand in plaster yeah and they wanted me to fight someone on very short notice uh and i actually said no yeah so anyway that that didn't end well (laughs) so I, i i left there um and my friend back then, Ron Parr, helped me out and, okay. and sent me to sent me to Thailand. So that was my first major long Thailand trip. I did about four months, I think. What what, what year was what year was that? Is that, that would have been so ninety three was my first trip to Thailand. That would have been about ninety four, I reckon. You would have been probably the only white. 
base there? Yeah, it was right pretty. Westerner? It was pretty early on. Yeah, it was pretty early on. So when did um, John Wayne Pargo across as well? With about, he about the started time? going around that same time. Same time so yeah. my best yep. friend back then that uh, I got into it with, and we had our early journey together. Yeah, uh, Tim Ordal. He, we did our we did our four months together. Um, and on that first trip, before I got there, he'd already met John Wayne Parr. Okay. And he also met Danny Bill. So actually, oh, on that ooh, first, oh, on geez. that force, uh, on that first uh, four-month trip, um, yeah, I got to meet and hang out with Danny Bill like every day. Gee, he was that's like, crazy. he was training at Sydney wow. Tong. I've got so many cool photos, just like in in rooms together and at the fights and stuff I like that. And now you just see what the yeah, I've shared I've shared yeah. a couple before. Yeah. Um, so, um, what gym? So, what gym was it that you went to the first time? At that stage, everyone was going to everyone that did go to Thailand was going to Sit Yutong. Sit yeah. Yutong. Yeah. yeah. And and um. What was a kind of day day of training there like? Uh, it wasn't. They that they were sort of like overrun with Westerners going to oh, train really? there. Okay, yeah, yeah, at that Back stage, that be, stage because it wasn't spread out. It was oh, centralized. So Everyone you, knew mm. of Sit Yatong, and so yeah, okay. every, no every Westerner was going like there. Yeah, 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 okay. And you know the t- the professional Thai gyms weren't accepting Westerners at that of stage. Um, that was so. Cool. That was that was where it was, you know, and uh, you weren't you weren't particularly cared for. Um, my f- my first fight in Thailand, which I think was my fourth fight, <laughs> my friend my friend Timor, <laughs> so good. my oh, friend Timor, we were at the beach in the afternoon, and he decided he was too tired to go training that day. wasn't Didn't go, so I went. Fuck it, I'm gonna go anyway. Yeah. What 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 I'm here for? Went to training. Was sitting down at the at the camp, just starting to put my shoes on, and this Thai trainer comes up and he goes, "Why you put your shoes on? Why why you run? You fight tonight." <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> what, uh, what do what do you mean? Uh, you fight tonight. No training. No run. Oh no. Sh- <laughs> Is that when the first time you, you knew you would fight? That was <laughs> yeah. That was my first. <laughs> that was my first Thailand fight. So <laughs> that why does that you know like uh, you you um, hear so many stories of people coming back from Thailand with very similar stories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so he's like, okay, you relax. You come back five o'clock. You get massage. You do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. And then. Then I had to jump in the in the back of a ute um, and sit in there for about three hours while me, uh, my friend Timor, who came with me, and uh, a couple of young Thai boys that yeah. were, were fighting, um, drove out into the country. So when it was at a, a – uh, we, we got there and there was like not – a single white person as far as the eye could oh, see. Wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, and back then it was the fairly early days of Westerners going there. So this area, they wouldn't have seen, Any wouldn't Westerners. have seen whites for yeah. sure, you know. And so we got to this temple and it was like a giant fair inside, oh, inside okay. the grounds yeah, yeah, of a yeah, temple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. And um, so, yeah, you, you know, you're getting stared at like everyone, like it's just stopping I didn't staring know that at the like <laughs> staring, staring. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they they come up and they like squeeze your arms, and touch, <laughs> touch your leg. 
what but that experience is, was that i mean but i mean that that sort of thing they're the punters aren't they are they just testing say oh it, let's see this that's guy. just like at the, no that, that those kinds of things weren't really filled with punters and stuff like that like yes they have a punt but yeah. the, these were just country folk you know, these were just country strong, folk at the, strong at white the guy. festival. <laughs> yeah, coming to check your muscles and oh, see if you're wow. hard like a like a tie and, and stuff like that. And were you? Of course you were. Fairly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a swimmer man for uh, years. <laughs> I'm sure there was some muscles there. Yeah, oh. So have you, have you, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of, did you take note of that story I've told before in another podcast where I got electrocuted? No. And, the, and it's, it's in... It's in one of these articles here about me. And I got, anyway, that that very same fight, it had been raining a little bit and the ring was, oh no. the ring oh, was oh lit wow. up and powered by a car battery. <laughs> and so <laughs> after, after my fight, I actually, I, I, I won my fight. I can't, I can't remember what round it was with or, or, or what even with. I can't remember back then. Anyway, it, the canvas was wet. It had rained. The light, the light globes were powered by this car battery. Yeah. I got out of. I stepped out of the ring onto the steel stairs and got electrocuted. And I'm. <laughs> my mate Timor. Uh, my mate Timor was stepping up onto the steps as well. He got electrocuted and sat backwards, oh, like no. he actually fell off of the staircase. Um, <laughs> And I don't really remember anything else. <laughs> That's <laughs> insane. Man. Did it fucking knock you? It did knock you, knock you about. Yeah, I was completely blank for I don't know, maybe about half an hour afterwards. So oh, we had photos and we had photos and everything like him and I together after the fight, which I didn't remember until oh, wow. I saw them. And we were standing <laughs> there like having a having a drink, and I've turned to him and I've gone, "Where are we?" Oh wow! What, what did I just do? And he like l- looked at me like, "Are you okay, Fuck. man?" <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we're in, we're in Thailand, man. You just had a fight. I'm like, I just had a fight. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. So, like, so, oh, so then that's it just, actually pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is crazy. That's, that's a pretty f- pretty funny story. I have to I have to say, <laughs> man, that's um yeah, that's like so sketchy and like so kind of reminiscent of of a lot of early stories from thailand like that was there any other kind of like stories that that happened like at the gym i've got a few from when i went but i'm sure and i'm sure everyone does but Mm. yeah was there any others that kind of there's a lot like it was yeah it was hard to get looked after properly i've got like a lot of like stories where you're not really you're not really looked after very well there and stuff like that like like my early early days at um sit tong was like you know like the trainers are like real friendly to you and they treat you like their best mate <laughs> and stuff like that and they're like oh you buy me levi's you buy me a pair of levi's oh, yeah. and stuff like that yeah, you know yeah, and you're oh, like yeah. you're young and you think oh you know he'll look after me and you know they'll say oh yeah get me a pair of levi's and i look i are your get friend I, I look after you bit. stuff like that you know so you actually go like i remember one 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 guy I actually went and got a got a pair for him and gave yeah. it to him and then after that he just ignored me. Just completely pied me. Oh, fuck a little so bit of a hard lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh let's just pull it back to the your Muay Thai career yep. in Thailand. Is it saying married 
Morocco Gym. Sang Morocco. Sang Morocco yeah. Gym in, in Bangkok. You spent a lot of time there, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And yep. that's where you did most of your Thai training. Yep. Um, yeah. Let's just touch on that. I mean, what made you go from, what was the first gym you went to? Sit Your Tong. I went Sit Your Tong. Yeah. Um, and then the next time, uh, actually, no, I did three months. I did three months there. Yeah, yeah. And then the, f- the fourth month, uh, I went to I went up t- to Bangkok. I went to to Jockey Gym because that's where my friend Timor, his friendship that he yeah. um, made with Danny Bill. Yeah, Danny Bill would float between a Jockey Gym, which is was a very um, very famous uh, gym back in back in that day. Yeah, um, and going down to Patea, sort of like for a few casual weeks training and after after fight parties and and (laughs) stuff like that so he kind of like was based there yeah and then he'd do serious time when he had a big fight and just prior to it at at jockey gym okay yeah um and so timor timor was up there so i decided i needed a change i felt like i wasn't really getting looked looked after too well there um, so I went up there with, jeans, with him, that? and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ran out of coin. <laughs> um, and but I di- I just didn't I just didn't gel with with jockey gym. I was there for like nearly a month, and I didn't get pads one time with the oh, trainer. Shit. I was just like, you know, doing like some kick sparring, running, clinching, and and trying to learn that way. Hey, hey, getting hey. getting shown very little, and got no pads. Oh, so yeah, I, so I contacted, uh, I contacted Pon from 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 Perth. In, oh yeah, yeah from from there in Perth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. he he recommended me to go to his friend Jatui. Oh, uh, his name's not that. Yeah, Jatui. So yeah. very uh, very famous name. Yeah, e- even amongst Perth, like most of the ties that are in Perth and were in Perth like the last 10 years yeah. and been from Jatui's gym, Sang Morocco. Name, yeah. So I'm good friends with with a lot of those guys. Jack 300 was yep. one of those tyres, yep. hey? Yep. Yeah, yep. Jack Jack 300. Jack 300. Ole. Ole, yep. yep. I was just about, yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Rhino. Oh. They're, they're, right. all from, they're all from Sang Morocco, Sang Morocco boys. So would you say, I mean, okay, it's a bit core here. Would you say that majority of Perth Muay Thai, we could thank Sang Morocco for that? Uh, a fair Back bit. In, yeah, well, yeah. we're talking we're talking the halcyon days of Muay Thai in this country, uh, the early the nineties, the the, mm. the 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 early nineties to the late nineties. I mean, it was fucking awesome back then. Yeah, you know, you had you had fighters, you know, yeah, like Nuggets and 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 Blair, and then Jason Skinner. It's mm. another. Yeah. We can talk about Jason Skinner <laughs> and yourself. You know, so would, would you say that we could thank San Mor- the Sang Morocco gym for that? They've they've definitely had a part in it. Yeah. yeah, they've definitely had a part in it. More more so more so probably in recent years. Oh, so in yeah. in, in sort of like the last ten years yeah. is when those guys like uh, Jack yeah. um, have have finished up, you know, and and Rhino. Yeah, um, Sack. Yeah, who's that at Gabs, no, Gabs Gym? Yeah. They're, oh. they're all they're all from. They're all from Sang Morocot. So it's more so been when those guys have finished fighting, become trainers. Yeah. And Jatui has sent them sent them over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of good fighters are coming up at the moment, you know, I've been taught by those three in particular as well. Yeah. So mm. passing that knowledge on is, is huge coming oh, from really? Thailand. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's why like at the moment around the world you're seeing like a lot of Thailand used to be like 
the number one, you know, like, and they still are really, but uh, I think in the like, lighter weights, especially, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah. The I think the, boys. a lot of the world's catching up, and probably because of situations like we've had here where a lot of tires have moved over or moved around, mm-hmm. and now they're passing their knowledge on to, mm. um, you know, people from all around the world, so. yeah, and also the trainers now are all all have been the, the fighters, fighters that yeah, have, like that have done the hard Roy. yards yeah and we we pass you know we pass that stuff on yeah so the skill the skill set now like even at the fights i watch guys having like and even some of my own guys mm. like having their third fourth fifth fights and they're like they're doing, they're doing feints and fakes and just know, man. incredible I sweeps and like it's just like oh my god mate, we'll get and into I, I watch yeah. some of my own fights and i'm just like oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I wish I had me as a coach. <laughs> like, like the way the skill set, honestly, the way the skill set has, has gone up, like I feel like when I fought, I used to miss with a lot of kicks because I, I was either a kicker or a clincher or an elbower. So I was yeah. either out or I was in and I was, yeah. pushed, I was pressing the pace. And there was, there was a lot of fights if they had a lot of experience and were evasive where I'd miss with a lot of kicks and like I know how to fix that now and I'm like yeah. just like fuck I wish I <laughs> was my own coach back then you know, a bit more I but think that um generational kind of skill level up that you know we're seeing is like Blair was kind of you know taught Toby and myself and now I'm in a position where I'm teaching young guys and and yeah, I'm the same. I, I see some of the young guys in, in, in the gym and at the junior sparring days that, uh, mm. that we have, and it just blows my mind. Like they're, It's they're, nuts, eh? Yeah, like mm. I didn't get that good until I had 20 fights. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, that, and the undercard on the weekend was fucking like, there's some of them fighters were just, yeah. you know, these guys have probably got one or two fights, yep. all padded up, but still the skill level and, mm. and just, yeah, the abilities and um, of, of these new fighters coming through are, are, are remarkable. Like, We'll go back to you again. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you've had some stadium fights, Rogers Arms Stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, even fought at Lompini, yeah? Can yep. we just touch on those ones as well? Um, yeah, I had four fights. I had four fights at Roger. Yeah. Uh, back wow. in the day and that the best stadium. That that came yeah, from no. that came from Jartui. All right. Um and at that's I probably would have actually had I had a very busy run. I had twenty five fights in in two years, in twenty four months. Ooh. Yeah. In, in the Jeez. peak in the peak part of my time in Thailand. Um, That's but crazy. I, I would have actually had a lot more, um, like over the three, three and a half years. Yeah. I actually had a couple of spells where I didn't have anything for a couple of months because they just couldn't get the weight. Like there weren't a lot of big ties around you, you, you Obviously, what, what, what weight was here? Uh, I was a welterweight. So, so I would that, fight that. between sort of like 65, oh, fuck. Yeah, 65, yeah, yeah. 66. It's quite big, yeah. Um, yes, but back in those days, whereas now they're kind of like letting the ties stay a little bit bigger and heavier, knowing yeah. that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot bigger, of people bigger. to fight, yeah, yeah, which is good for their, good for their promotions. Um, so, but yeah, I had some very busy times where I'd fight every like three weeks, four mm. weeks, and then a couple of times where I couldn't get a fight. So like the time that I spent there now, I probably would have had a dozen fights at, at Rajaramnern yeah. and Lumpani, whereas back then it was like some, yeah, my first fight for Sang Morakot was, was, um, was a hard one, a bit of a tester. I, yeah. I fought a current, um, I can't remember his name. I fought, a cu- he was like a, a current TV star at that, oh, that, okay. that time. 
that, that this was after my first month, um, but I think it was Jartui's way of testing me out a little bit and Test see sort heart. of like Is what it? level yeah. I was at. And yeah. um, I remember that being one of the hardest fights I've ever had, just like being kicked so <laughs> fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> and how'd you the, hard, the hardest I'd been kicked, oh. I reckon, at that stage. I won. I won the fight. I, oh, I won oh, all nice. of my. I won all of my fights at Rudger. Yeah. Um, and then all after after that first fight, um, I didn't have to pay any more money at Jartui. They took me in as like one of theirs, so I paid no more, oh, wow. no more training fees so or nothing for like yeah, three striped, years. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically, yeah. And yeah. I had my, I had my own trainer. And mm. he he looked after me just like one of one of the Thai boys. So he, um, I was on pads with him every day, and he mm. travelled with me when I went went to a few places for oh fights. Right. That's so, awesome. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just so interested in stadium the, the, your stadium career. Yep. So I mean, not what year was this? Not not there would have been too many um, foreigners or falangs were foreigners fighting at stadiums at, at that yeah, time not, not not none none at no, all not many no because there, w- there weren't as many bigger ties back okay, around yeah. then you know they sort of like that high level went up to about 63 kilos 60 kilos okay, yeah. stuff like that so to be 65 66 you know i fought fought in uh some queen's birthday fights and and wow. things like that where a lot of a lot of westerners would would come over yeah. so that was yeah how did you go with um, injuries, with, like having fights, you know, that many fights back to back? Most of the, uh, really well, really well. Uh, I mean, I broke I broke a bone in my foot at one time. Um, but apart from that, it's just your normal bumps, your bumps and, and bruises. Yeah. And you, yeah. Like when you're fighting that regularly, you just, you're super fit all the time and you just work around it. So like, say you got a fight in three weeks. Like I had a couple of camps where, um, you would, you would fight, you'd have a couple of days off. Um, you'd come back into the gym, you'd go easy for a couple of days and then you boom, you're back into yeah. like power, power phase on, on pads with your, with your trainer. And you might not throw, you might not throw a single left kick yeah. for that, for that camp. Yeah. Um, to let your shin get better, and then, like, just that that course of time, it would just come good yeah. by the by the fight. Yeah, yeah. And you'd go into the fight, and like, it was fine. Would be a good opportunity to to practice your other techniques and all that yeah. as well. Anyway, yep. yeah. So, um, I know, I know, Muay Thai fighters don't talk about their fight career, but how many fights did you have? As uh, a, a I had seventy three. Jesus, that's 70, massive. 73. That's a, that's I don't want to know your record because I reckon it would have been on the on the winning ledger on the, on that side. Yeah, but I still I still had a few losses. I I had a I had a rough run early, in, as you could tell by my <laughs> my description of some of my early fights. I think actually, like my early uh, my my early record, I was, think at one stage I was like six wins and seven losses, and oh. I was like. Fuck, maybe this isn't no, th- this is this isn't the sport for me. You know, I okay, had a lot okay. of fights where I was thrown into where I wasn't really looked after. Um, I went to Melbourne for a while um, to because I, you know, because of International Kickboxer magazine and stuff like yeah. that. I f- thought that that was that was the place to be. Melbourne, and I was torn yeah. between Queensland and Melbourne, and I chose Melbourne because that's where the magazine was written. Um, but it turns out it wasn't the best <laughs> best best place for me to go at that at that stage yeah um you know i ended up having like i had like to fill in my time there i had like two boxing fights i had a k1 rules fight i had a kickboxing fight and i think i got to have about 
three or four Muay Thai fights. Yeah. I which think Mel- Melbourne's only just, like, in the last, yeah. you know, since Rebellion, really, yep. like, really embraced the Muay Thai. Yeah, that's Shout right. Yeah, back, you, back, then it, back then it was like, oh, fucking stop hugging. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that that, kind, of, that <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, let the hug in. All the kickboxing crowd fucking hated it. Stop hugging. Yeah. But let me hug you and throw a knee into your chest there, into your ribs there, buddy. So, yeah, there was there was a few times where I was like, oh, you know, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. But then I just, I remember being in Thailand and how I felt in Thailand. And so I just, I left Melbourne and um, I went back to Perth for a small bit. Yeah. And then I went over to Thailand. This is 97. Okay. For the IFMA the IFMAR World Championships, yeah, um, which was the the Kings, they they called it the it was the Kings Cup, um, World Championships or whatever back then, yeah. Um, and I had seven fights in nine days, and I won that. Oh, awesome. you won the whole the, won the whole tournament. Yeah, I won that whole tournament. Yeah, oh, and nice. I got awarded best boxer of the tournament, so that was pretty cool. Um, and so I just decided to stay <laughs> oh, in so Thailand. That's, yeah. that's a good uh that's kind of good for any of you young fighters out there listening yep. don't worry about your record no, yeah. especially early on when you're yeah. finding yourself you know yeah. i was i was thrown into fights that i wouldn't even like I, I wouldn't put any of my fighters in whatsoever um wasn't you know wasn't looked after well a lot i wasn't i didn't have the, a lot of that guidance you know yeah. it was very much defending f- and fending for yourself a couple, lot of those early fights and and also just not you know going through that mental strength development and all and fi- just finding your style doing the yeah. right things you know it like takes a while, learning yeah. that my style is not to get in there and be throwing punches and mixing it up with guys that have strong hands but actually learning to use your reach or mm. clinch them up or elbow them as they punch and stuff like that, all of those. And, you know, I, f- I found my style in Thailand. Yeah. Um, and then after after that, um, that, that, world, that World Championships, um, I think I won from there. I think I won like 21 fights straight. What a fucking after tear, that. You know, I had, <laughs> have a, had a loss and then like, Went back to winning lots of other fights, so I really, f- I really found my, I found my, found my style after that. But I actually remember my record, and it was seventy three fights, fifty one wins. Fifty one. So yeah, it's yeah, not still, good. still good. Plenty, yeah. still plenty of losses in there, and lots yeah. of learning. But of, yeah, uh, some oh man, some some big fights in there, some hard fights that I shouldn't have been in. Yeah, but so I guess like um, that kind of that kind of record and that kind of perseverance is. Like you had to go through that and now it's something that you can pass on to your students as mm. a coach. And I think that's what's so important in why this new generation coming through are so good. Mm. It's because they've got trainers like yourself that have mm. been through hell mm. when you I- in terms of a fight, you know, early fight career. Yeah. Um, and come out the other side and now you know what worked, what didn't work, mm. what you wished you had. And, and yeah, uh, that that's kind of proof in... Um, the kind of fighters you're producing now. Mm, that's a, that, that is a great segue, mate, um, about t- to coaching and your gym. After the break, we find out more about Riddler's gym. Used to have dreams of a job top. Here for mates in a hatchback, later on turned to a hot box. Now top floor in a penthouse, trying to stay low, what a block's hot. They can never touch my name, they can never get this way, they can never run my game, mate. Used to have dreams of a job top. Here for mates in a hatchback. 
into a hot box. No top floor in a penthouse trying to stay low what a box hot. And welcome back. Dude, you have one of the most active gyms in the country. Traveling, you're always ne- nearly on every fight promotion. I'd say it's the most active. Yeah, you've got a pretty big gym, mate. Mm. So how did it all begin? Let's let's just start with um, how did, like your first foray into coaching and what what made you go into coaching and. Okay, I knew, uh, I knew that I always wanted to be a coach. Once I like when I was living in Thailand, mm. you obviously between training sessions you spend a lot of time on your own. Yeah. Um, like and back. In those days, I was at when I was at Sang Morakot, like literally no one spoke English. I would go weeks without speaking English. So, but do you know Thai? Did you have to? Yeah, so you're I, was forced a, to I was about Thai. eighty. I was about eighty percent um, Thai. Thai. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, I spoke so much Thai. I got to the stage where I was counting to myself in Thai, like doing your sit-ups and things like that <laughs> after training, <laughs> and you'd go. Mate, you need a break. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, some like honestly, like uh, some some weeks, the only English that I spoke would be if I called home to speak to my mum or yeah, something like yeah. that, you know, um, from the phone box, you know, this communication that's around now. No, yeah, I know Facebook, <laughs> the, uh, the old FaceTime, internet, internet cafes, go and send some emails and stuff like that. Was that back in the day? Was it? Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, far out. Where were we? Yeah, we've been talking about coaching. so we be coaching, coaching. <laughs> so and then oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. You'd spend a lot of time. You'd spend a lot of time in your room on your own. Anyway, I yeah. I knew that I wanted to be a coach and yeah. pass it on. Like I, my whole life, I loved sport. All I wanted to do was be a professional sports person. Be a sports person. Yeah. Like I quit uni. Because I wanted to do Muay Thai. I wanted oh, to really? fight. I actually quit uni, much to what my parents' disgust. Podiatry. Oh, okay. Not the most wonderful thing in the world, <laughs> but <laughs> my focus was I wanted to be a physio. I was wanting okay, to go yeah. physiotherapy, okay. but it was very, very high, almost like as high as medicine. And I just, I'd missed okay. out on it. Yeah. So I took the next best thing, what I thought was. And after six months, I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I want to train full time. So yeah. I, I quit. I did. I worked at the casino. I did door work, so I also I could train like during the daytime yeah. and hang out with my mates and where stuff you, like where that. Where were you training at the time then? At that time, uh, my friend uh, Ron Parr was, okay, was yeah. looking after me when I was in Perth. So yeah. and that was also the early time with uh, Daniel Dawson. Oh, also, mate, Ron, Ron, looked at, Ron, is, Ron looked after Daniel Dawson early yeah. on when he he left Pond, sort of fell out a bit with yeah, Pond. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would have been good a great times. training partner to have there. And Daniel, have good times, yeah, yeah. And, and my friend Timor also. Okay. So, you yeah. still you still see Timor much? No, no, I haven't seen him for oh, God bless. a long, 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 long time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. not in the in the scene. All oh, right, at, at all. But yeah, unfortunately. That, but yeah, you're training, and then you're working at the casino as yep. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting back to coaching and yeah. how, that, how that started, I just knew that I wanted to. So back then, time in my room during the day, recovering between enormous training sessions, like four hour evening evening sessions at Sang Morakot. Yeah. Um, I would just make notes. I would just plan. I would plan. I planned my business. I've still got the notebooks. Oh, really? I've still got the notebooks of like talking about names and timetables and what kind of classes I would do and structuring like 
gradings and and all that all that kind of stuff. I've got I've oh, got all of those in. notes, and so I knew it was just what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then, um, late in my career, got myself in a little bit of trouble. Had some time out of the sport for a while. When I yeah. came back, went back to fighting, and um, I just I had to set myself up for after fighting, and so I started Riddler's yeah. Gym. Riddler's Gym. So that was two, that was two thousand and three. Um, that was I was lucky enough to have a house that had a big garage underneath. Yeah. Well, actually, one of my best mates lived in the house, and he shifted out, so I could shift in and start the business. So Until you were working at the So it had yeah. So it had about eighty or ninety square meters oh, underneath yeah. underneath the house, and uh, I operated from there for about three and a half years. Oh right. Did um, you train only fighters back then, or was your goal kind of you know just everyone and? It was it was to be everyone, yeah. but at the same time I was training fighters from the beginning as well. So I yeah, was already yeah. I already had one fighter, a guy called Brad Wright. He was uh, I was developing him. Yeah. Um, and as soon as I started my gym, uh, Chris Tiger White came yep. came to there me. There he is, right there. Yep. And, <laughs> and a few Up other and a few other boys. That, so that was uh, that was my next question. Was uh, so how long after opening Riddlers? Did it take to have like your first champion? Um, yeah, Brad was actually my first champion. Was obviously Tiger because he was already a champion, so he wasn't really mine. But so Brad Wright was my first state state champion. Yep. Okay, yeah. Um, that probably took about eighteen months of him. Tiger came straight over to me, so we would have as fighters because I was still fighting at that stage. Oh, yeah. We'd yeah, have okay. a, we'd have our morning training session, so the fighters would train in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then that freed me up to take classes and try and develop the numbers and earn a living yep. in the, in the evening time. So yeah. I'd do, I'd do some PTs during the day and classes at night, which, you know, obviously took a fair while, a fair while and a fair few number of years to, yeah. to build up. But because I was still fighting also the name spread, okay. spread very quickly. Yeah. I had, I had quite right. a few quite a few established fighters already come over to me you know after after a year or so Eugene uh, Eugene Eckleboom okay, came, yeah, yeah. came over to me as well um, and then Kim Olsen and Harold Olsen and yeah we, they've got a bit of a connection went from so there. I got yeah. to the stage where I actually like I actually it got too hard to do both so yeah. I would be you know, I'd be like the main event on a show or semi-main event or something like that, and I'd be holding pads for my boys who were fighting right up until the Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. Yeah, and that was get to a show, and you know, being a new trainer as well, getting that mad adrenaline rush <laughs> and like <laughs> having to wrap all these hands and stuff like that, and you're like literally mentally exhausted by but the time you get to your own fight. So, yeah, I was so, gonna say, so that was that was uh, that was going to be my next question. Was like, how did you find? Training for a fight yourself while also they would have been sort of not 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 a good thing. It would have been horrible yeah. actually. It was uh, it was enjoyable. I wouldn't describe it as being horrible, but okay. I just got to the state. I got to the stage where my my focus, my natural focus, just went from me yeah, okay. and my preparation to caring more about my guys. Yeah, mm. and my last couple of fights were probably substandard in my, in my own eyes. Yeah, um, and I luckily, before it was too late, just realised it's just it's time. Yeah, you know, okay. I lost I lost to maybe one or two ties who were very good. I might add, but it got me thinking. You know, like 
I would have I would have beaten those guys if yeah. I if I if I had my mind on on the job better. Um, and so I just decided to yeah to Straight, uh, full time coaching. Call it, well, that call goes it a day. Had a had a retirement fight, oh. um, which I just I still remember so well. Which was why I was very um, particular or made that real effort to contact yeah. you and say, Roy, you've got, you've got to do it. You have to do it. It's one of the best nights of your fight. life. So who yeah. was that retirement fight against? And, um, and, and so the it was, it was <laughs> meant, uh, that was July 23, 2005. Jeez, you remember that? Yeah. So <laughs> it does remember the day. Yeah. I remember it because my gym birthday is coming up soon. Oh. And so I know they're both in the same birthday. Oh, beautiful. Uh, sorry, in the same month. In the same month. So I remember yeah. it Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's our nineteenth birthday. Jesus, Listen, time the, flies. Yeah, time <laughs> fucking yep. flies. Eleventh, eleventh of July. Well, happy birthday on, on the eleventh yeah. of July. I'm sure. Thank I'll you. Do, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> you on that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um I remember that chat that you had with me, and um, um, it was because the first fight show we were meant to have. I was meant to have the my retirement fight on got cancelled mm. because of COVID. COVID. And yep. I was that thing. I was contemplating just being like, fuck it. Mm. Uh, that's that. It wasn't meant to happen. And then, yeah, I remember the conversation you, you gave me and you were like, you'll never forget it. Is is that because you were coaching... Did you coach Barry Oliver Was mm-hmm. it at the time? So yeah, is that I why? Think, that's but I don't great, think it great. was from that angle. It was yeah, it was nothing to do with that at all. Yeah, okay, it was but it was nothing to do with that oh, at okay. all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you would have given me that chat wh- no matter who the yeah, opponent yeah, would have yeah, been. Yeah. 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 Oh, I fucking see that. Yeah, I wanted him to go out go out properly, you know? Yeah. And look how uh, how well he's been recognised since since he's finished, you know? The Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Rebellion Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, let's go back to your your gym, mate. So, mm-hmm. so you we know it's been here nineteen years now. Um, talk about your extensive stable at this time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've got WBC dual world champion, yeah, George George. I'm going to call him the People's Fighter Man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just the way he'll, mate, he'll like that. He'll yeah, like that for sure. I mean, that Saturday night, just when he comes out to Sweet Caroline. And it gets the crowd pumping. Mm. After the bout, he's got his two bouts on him and he's amongst all of his fans, just mm. giving love. And the, the crowd just love him. So who else is, who else, you know, besides, besides my, nearly my favourite fighter, who else is in you? In, in uh, obviously, uh, my wife, Kaylee Reese. Kaylee Reese? times world champion. Yeah, uh, how many times? Six. Yeah, six. Uh, six. I honestly think that yeah. she's the best female fighter Ever so far, ever in, in Muay Thai, yep. in Muay Thai, in Muay Thai. There's a couple wow. that like uh, are really good from the UK, but I still don't think Kaylee in the prime. I don't think there's been a better female yet. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, Ka- Kaylee only lost like three times. Or oh something, man, I was I just spoke about this with someone, and her losses again. Talking about not being important, Kaylee lost her first two fights. Oh yeah, Ever? she she had three wow. three of her, f- and then her first fight under me, she fought Heather o- Heather O'Donnell in Queensland on Joe Hilton's show, and she lost that as well. Oh jeez. So that there's th- there's three losses. She had five in her whole career. No, yeah, no, and how so and she had like. Sixty odd fights yep. as well, didn't yep. she? So yeah. then, about at about the twenty fight mark, just at the twenty fight tear. mark, she uh, she lost to Nicole Brolin, 
who oh, they were like they were like besties. They had four fights in six months. Oh jeez. Um, Kaylee won three of them, but at that stage, like Kaylee won the first one, Nicole won the second one, and then yeah, they they fought in they fought twice in two four womans. Oh, oh yeah. wow! So that was how they kept meeting one another, and then they had two individual <laughs> fights. They had two individual fights as well, but they would rather do that than not fight. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, she had she had a loss at about the twenty fight mark, which would have been her fourth one, and then. She obviously won a whole bunch more. Oh, yeah. And then she... Because she won her last 30 fights. Wow, she was that's 30, She was 30 and 0. And that loss was Valentina Shevchenko. Bullshit. In the final, in the final of the Sport Accord Games in China. Are we talking... We're talking UFC. UFC champion, she's yeah. Not, she's not who, who at about that stage had probably had about 500 Muay Thai fights. Oh, really? Yeah, Valentina. Like every every at that stage at that at that stage like she would all those IFMA tournaments like yeah. the European tournaments the Russian tournaments the World Championships yeah, yeah 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 she would obviously always go through to the final and win so every one of those tournaments she was having like four five six fights oh, yeah. so yeah, her, her coach said Russia. to Kaylee Valentina is about five hundred fights and she's been fighting since she's like five in yeah. whatever style, wrestling, boxing, kickboxing, oh, Muay Thai. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's ca- that's carried over into a UFC. So yeah. that was that was Kaylee's last fight. And then f- fighting at the highest level, um, defending her world titles and winning a couple of other ones. Mm. Um she was thirty and oh. She Jeez. won that last thirty and she f- she retired champion. So um how big is your stable fight stable now? It's it. We've got a lot of newer guys. We've there's obviously like you go in waves of evolution where you have like you're like absolutely peaking like you know back in those those early days. You know I had like Chris Tiger White, mm. uh, Eugene Eckleboom, Kaylee, um, Chad Walker, oh. Kim Olsen still coming up at that stage, um, and then those those top guys sort of finish or whatever and then you have like this next wave and then uh, like a few years back when a lot of those guys finished um then i was like okay fuck it's the next building block you know yeah but then i had guys like lloyd dean barry barry oliver yeah yeah all those all those guys come through you know and now those guys have finished Mm. and so now it's like yeah it's a next it's the next wave so of george and of, of building yeah, yeah. I've, I've got i've got those guys currently who are still obviously george is at the top but i've got lots still coming up and i've got lots of new guys yeah but i've also got i also feel like i've got a lot of new guys that aren't getting fights at the moment like since this covid the last couple of years i kind of feel like there's not like a whole heap of new fighters or Coming fighters through. that have had a couple of fights. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like I've got guys that have had like between three and three and ten fights that haven't fought this year. Yeah. They can't get a fight. There's like no amateur shows at the moment. Mm. Like, well, you know, not many anyway. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Which makes it hard, you know, as a fighter, you're trying to have like as many fights as you can because you love it and you're, and you're, you know, you're new in the sport and you're interested and you're trying to dive head first in and then it's like, oh, you can only fight twice this year. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it makes it hard to just train all the time because yeah. you're kind of like, why? 
Yeah, I, f- fighting twice I feel like year. that's going to change, but you know, like the second half of the this second half of the year is nuts in comparison to the first half. Yeah, yeah. Like I've got I've got like a fight calendar, like a diary of all the dates written in, and I've got you know between local and interstate, I've got like a run of like five weeks oh, just in a row, yeah. and then September's a bit quiet, and then I've got I think it's like eight or nine weeks, okay, weekends in a row. And there's a there's a there's a period there where I've got four. It looks like at this stage four trips to Queensland out of seven weeks. Oh, gee. yeah, yeah, yeah. During that during that spell, so I feel like it's going to, it's gonna it's gonna boom again. Yeah. But we need we need more local grassroots shows. Shows, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. some shows don't want to put many padded fights on. Yeah, I think okay. Blair and was talking about. Putting um another DDD on at some point. And I was oh, like, bro, right. yeah. uh, domination development day. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah which yeah. is you know amateurs only. But yeah. I was like, Blair, you need to, man, because yeah. just in our gym alone, we've got like three yeah. or four juniors that need uh, you know one yeah. fight, which are fighting on that Vanguard. Yeah. yeah, and then same, we've got like I've got like four guys that are training in the fighters class consistently mm-hmm. that yeah. I would I would have put in already if yep. I could have. So. Yeah. I'll, I'll speak to you about something after all. I've got some. I've got. I've got an idea. Something I want to work I'm on. I'm going to secretly record that, mate, and then I'm just going <laughs> to pop that on the. I'll pop this in really quickly. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like New South Wales, new, like New South Wales and Victoria, those states now are now booming with Muay Thai talent. I know. Um, I because know. and a lot of it is because of these uh, IFMA style. Yeah. Padded tournaments, mm. or, or sorry, padded to fights Sydney to get them Siam to get to them, to get them started. Well, you got to take your hats um, off to head guards, yeah. big gloves, shin pads, getting them in and fighting one and so a half minute rounds and things like that. Just getting them started in the sport. Mm. Um, oh, look, and it's that's a good little segue. Jun- and I'm, I'm, I'm just want to talk about you because you've got a pretty extensive junior program here in mm-hmm. this gym, haven't you? Yeah. So do you uh, and over and open the east like. Um, Going back, I'm just going to throw it back to the 90s. You wouldn't have heard of juniors like, you know, 10-year-olds, no. 5-year-olds mm. training Muay Thai. Not at all, except for Roy and Toby. But we, <laughs> did, we didn't have uh, other kids to train with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just trained with adults. Uh, <laughs> slapped, slapped around by the adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but it's, it's great to see. I mean, it's the future of our sport. Mm. And, and I suppose that's why... The quality of of the fighters that are coming through now is because they've started at an early age, you mm. know. And you can take your hats off, you know, to y- to both of you two. Thank you very much for that. I need to mention Eugene Eckleboom. Yep, 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 yep. Seven times WMC world champion. Yeah. Defended his belt everywhere. Yeah. Beat Ryan Simpson, uh, defending his own belt. Yeah. In, uh, champions of champions. Uh, has recently, well, not recently, but in the last two years, started Boom's Gym. So yeah. I want to give him a little bit of a plug. Yeah. Um, legend of the sport. Yeah. Legend of the sport. Champion person. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a just a champion guy. I feel um, like he went very under the radar. You know, even yes. as a champion. Yeah. Like no one could beat him. He had like that uh, eight time. You said eight time world champion WMC, which was. You yeah. know, the biggest belt when he was champion too, like mm. Oh mate, that was the one that everyone everyone wanted, you know. Very unorthodox style. I remember watching him fight and he wasn't the cleanest of fighter, mm. but his pressure and, and kind of, you know, um strength in the clinch and that yeah. was, you know, huge next heart, level huge ha- power. 
How did you, like, uh, knowing that the, you know, the fighters you produce now and their style and the, the style of fighter that you had, like, was that kind of, did you recognise he had that skill um, and, and kind of decide to hone it? Yeah, it was just, you know, we, I think I worked on trying to add his hands in a little bit more, sharpening up his hands because he had little to no hands. Yeah. He had, his his strength was without doubt, his clinch, he had massive, massive, heavy, he just had big power. He's like a bit of a country boy. Yeah. Um, he was from, from Bullsbrook and he was just <laughs> like a country style boy. Yeah. That just had this deep internal strength. Um, yeah, he had yeah. he had heavy punches. Like once he started using his hands a little bit more, he had quite a few knockouts from from his hand power. He had heavy kicks. He broke Ryan Simpson's forearm with yeah. with kicks in Jamaica. I remember um, seeing him um, fight on a few evolutions as well, and yep. and yeah, just absolutely manhandled some yeah. Queenslanders. Yep. And yeah, just so strong, like a just a strong basic clinch, um, and worked full time his whole career. Yeah, was a, was a brick paver. <laughs> that 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 I think because it's a topic I talk about sometimes. Yeah, is being able to as a fighter, you know, ideally you would get paid to train, mm. you know, so you could hone your skills and and work on Muay Thai all you know twenty four seven. But I do think that a lot of those champions from back in the day, like Eugene Eckleboom and and a few others, I'm sure that worked a hard job mm. and mm. then trained. Yeah, like I honestly think that there was something in that. Yeah. That made them like the fighter they were and how strong they were. And just, just fucking hard, you know. Like everyone talks about all oh, the old, you know, old school, um, and and the hardness of it compared to the new generation and stuff yeah. like that. Like the new generation's got the, you know, the this incredible skill set and stuff like that. that they they learn from the get go. Yeah. Which which we didn't, you know. So yeah. it kind of like counterbalances one another. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. You know. But y- you've seen, like, you've been, both of y'all have been in the, or especially you, you've been in the industry for like 20 years, or not 30 years. 30. So you, you have thir- yeah. th- 33 years. <laughs> so you, you've seen, th- what, you know, they, they talk about the kids of today soft. I mean, your fighters, then, are they, is it different? I mean, look, we've got the science and everything like that, yeah, and conditioning and all that. The science, look, I wouldn't say they're, they're, soft, they're not soft, but they, s- there's just, seems to be more like with social media and all these kinds of things and and pressures of society there seems to be a lot more on their plate okay yeah yeah like like back in those years we felt like we didn't have to worry about too much more else except but now they've got just got so many other things going on um that they have to consider and yeah yeah i don't know just a hard one to navigate they let things bother them more yeah okay things More things bother them more, you know. Yeah, I understand. Uh, <laughs> resilience, guys. Be more resilience. <laughs> but then they, they do they do learn that. You yeah, know, they do, they, they do learn that. You know? yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying that they're not fucking resilient. I mean, these guys are probably these these are Nakmoys. These are fighters, mm. mate. You know, trained professional fighters. Yeah, it's so teaching them what yeah. they can do. I think teaching like them what they're capable of. There's yeah. a lot more as well. Like you know, junior programs kind of never been this big in WA. Especially, mm. you know, at a gym like yours, Riddler, you know, that's so big. Mm. Um, and having a junior program that big, you're probably getting so much more traffic of juniors coming through than you would anyway. Like, back in the day, you know, the kids that are doing Muay Thai now would have 
wouldn't have even gone to a Muay Thai gym. Yeah, so maybe they yeah. were there, but we just never saw them. Mm. You know, they were in doing other sports and that. But yep. the opportunity for them to learn martial arts here now, and and maybe that's why we're seeing a bit more of kind of, kind of <laughs> kids. Mate, I've up seen there. seen the kids classes; they look fun. Oh. <laughs> insane, I want to join. Yeah. In, I want to join into the kids' classes so I can, you know, elbow a couple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm oh, that bash you? What are you? I know, I know. They will bash me. <laughs> the shit out of you. Oh, they fucking would. They would, Darren. They would. Um, so what's what's next for you guys? Obviously, we talked about yeah. Uh, back to the fights. Yeah. I reckon. You know, uh, COVID's COVID's finished now. Yeah. Wash our hands of that. Throw it away. Yeah, getting 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 back to normal and like the last, you know, the last couple of months. As soon as our restrictions lifted, I've had interstate promoters in contact with me again. Like I was, you know, pre-COVID, like you actually mentioned before, I was like, you know, super busy flying here, flying. Yeah, I I at least had a trip every every month. Yeah, um, to to three weeks, and it, it looks like it's getting back to that. That's good. Like. Like I like I said, the the second half of this year is going to be nuts. Yeah, and absolutely. I, had a, I, had I spoke to, to my fighters last week. We had a team meeting because uh, I felt like some of the guys were losing losing their direction, losing their flow. Like yeah, especially okay, the, yeah, yeah, especially the newer ones that still haven't had a fight this year. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, guys, it's gonna it's gonna change. Stay on the path. You know. Yeah. You're just gonna you're gonna be doing this for just a few years of your life. Yeah. You're in your athletic years of your life now this Peak. is the sport that yeah. you've chosen to do mm-hmm. so stay on it because it's gonna it's gonna change yeah you know, i'm like new south wales and victoria they're they're booming post-covid lots of new fighters coming through it's gonna yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna turn around and um you know the, f- the fight shows are, are gonna go nuts again like the the fight calendar for this second half of the year is nuts. Oh wow, that's I'm awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's good to hear. Good. It's, it's really it's pre-COVID. You know, that's great. We that um, is honestly yeah, great to hear. Uh, obviously, you and I were together over at um, Rebellion mm. Twenty, um, and yeah, that was kind yeah, of right. you know as soon as I guess as soon as the borders opened, so I was like, right, get them over. Let's get everyone. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm assuming over. a lot of promoters, a lot of Queensland, like we just had Alex fight in Queensland last mm, weekend. Yeah. I was supposed to go, but um bit too close to just in a given birth, yeah. so I thought yeah. I wouldn't risk it. But yeah. yeah, I think I think there's a lot of uh good opportunities for everyone mm. in the coming months, like yeah. you said. And like even like on the East Coast, a lot of those shows, because you know, because they've had like especially New South Wales, Victoria, and stuff like that. They had long periods of having their borders closed yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. They're doing a lot of the matches that save them money at the moment that yeah. are on. You know, like. Um, ACT versus New South, South Wales yeah, or versus yeah. Queensland or something yeah. like that where yeah. the affairs are minimal. Um, but once those matches are done, then they're going to be coming back to WA. Yeah. Hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, and, you know. I was saying this as well. A couple of my girls, you know, have been missing out on fights and I'm like, be patient. Yes, yeah. I know. I know oh, you man. could fight those girls, Look. but they're getting those matches done. And then when they're done... They're going to need to bring us back over again, yeah. which is a more expensive option. So for promoters, it makes sense. They've got to do the, they've got to do the other matches yeah, first. For sure. and I was saying this, um, I was saying this a while ago. To, I've said it to a few people actually, but like during COVID, WA is so strong as a state mm. yeah. that we were able to kind of, you know, keep going as a as a yeah. state um, at that top level. And I was like, 
you know, I, I spoke to a few people. I was like, you wait till the borders are down and we can travel again because mm. we haven't been sitting here doing nothing. Like, yeah. We've been fucking fighting each other, yep. staying sharp and training hard the whole time. So, mm. yeah, let's go. Let's yeah. let's go. Mate, <laughs> once again, like, like we were saying before, we've only just hit the tip of the iceberg <laughs> here. We can have conversations. Absolutely. I mean, I, wanna, I, I still wanted to ask you questions about women's Muay Thai, the girls' Muay Thai. I want to ask you questions about, you know, the, p- the power of w- when, you know, the, the house in days of the 90s in, in Perth mm-hmm. and, and, how, and how Perth Muay Thai was the best Muay Thai. And now, well, obviously, the East Coast are now catching up. Or, you know, we, I just wanted to talk about that, that sort of thing. Mm. But that, that'll be in another, <laughs> another episode. I just want to th- uh, thank you once again, Riddler, Darren. Thank you very much. Um, it was a pleasure. Um, mate, fucking great conversation. We, uh, like I said, we could, we could have gone for hours. Yeah. Where can they find you? Obviously, Riddler Gym and Riddler's Gym. Riddler's Gym. <laughs> Riddler's Gym. There's a, there's a website. Instagram, there. Facebook, it's, everything. Yeah. Riddler's in, in, Instagram. Riddler's Gym is more my more my business, more my business stuff. Promoting my business, sharing stuff about the fights. Yeah. Not so much my personal stuff. I don't put any personal stuff on there. No. Um, I've got my personal Facebook. Yeah. Riddler's. Yeah, but Darren, um, Darren Reese Riddler's Gym. But check out, but check out the the Riddler's Gym uh, uh, website. It's fucking an awesome website. Mate. Thank you. Really extensive. Thank you. Well, thank you very much once again. Brother. Pleasure. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having Cheers. me, guys. Been awesome. Oh, and also, strikers, please, mate, please leave a review and subscribe on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And don't forget our socials on Facebook and Instagram. But until next week, and don't forget, the pit never quits. Wanna bang it out, you know I'm down The pit never quits, we putting pressure on this shoulder crowd, we hold it down Man, it's over once my hand cocks Shut up to the weapon, that's my brother Since the sandbox Man, the time has come for me to prove I mean business is my witness Rebel boy won't let it go the distance See, for instance, I shed blood and then I get applause Everybody, please welcome back The rebel with the cause Man, the time has come for me to prove I mean business is my witness Rebel boy won't let it go the distance See, for Instance, I shed blood and then I get applause. Everybody, please welcome back the rebel with a cause. Cliff pushes me hard so I can kick your mouth. In. I ain't talking eastward though, I'm talking quick draw housing. The pit is where my family's at. I'm back inflicting damage. Man, my kicks are like a battle axe that chops you like a can of pass. Clint will get the reference when the rest should get the message. For the coroner in the corner, and gotta rescue him from the wreckage. I'm a natural disaster, swinging hammers in my hands. Landing on your button, off and meet the canvas was the plan. Good night. Kiss you goodnight with a fist in the fight.